When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sounds loud. Well, then we pot it down like this. We have theme music. This is exciting. What difference does it make has official theme music? Thanks to Joel Graves. Thanks, Joel. He uh, graciously, for some bizarre reason, agreed to create some music centered around the theme of uh, 80s. With brilliant direction from Dave. I get production credit for this? Yes, and it's actually called New Monkey Studio. It is New Monkey Studio. Uh, You might know Joel Graves. He was in the band Everest. He was in Early March. He was in Everest. He's uh, now guitar tech for Father John Misty. And he has this amazing studio that I hope we will one day get to visit. Thank you, Joel. Yes, we will get him in here soon. Um, So uh, check out New Monkey Studios. And uh, Joel is super talented, as you can hear from that song, which we will play continuously leading (laughs) into and out to. Not just talented, but very kind to do this, to work with us on this. So yay for theme music. You know, it's fired up. You all pumped up now? I'm totally pumped. Listen to this. I love this. And I love the keyboards come in. And there's a little guitar sound. I hear Johnny Marr. I hear Morrissey waiting to come in. I hear a, hear a little bit of New Order, a little acoustic guitar strum. Could be, uh, and there's like a woo-woo sound that comes in that I really like. <laughs> there it is. Yep. The synth. He recorded this on cassette. In, st- in keeping with the theme. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. I never get tired of hearing that. Okay. All right. So, uh, hey, Holly. Hi, Dave. What's going on? Well, I am so ready. I think we're we're so close to finishing up 1982. Yes. The next to last episode for 1982. That's... Uh, is that the penultimate that episode? That is the penultimate episode. <laughs> yeah. Super exciting. Because uh, we're at number we're 20. To, yeah. So I think we need to do like... Everyone does like um, seasons. We don't seem to do seasons. We need to do seasons. So, so this was the season of 1982. <laughs> yeah. Remember the season of 1982? Yeah. We were young. We had fun. We, we had, had seasons in the sun. Yeah. Terry Jack said that. 19-something. Not in 82. Long time ago. 70s. We 60s. had joy. We had fun. Sing it. I <laughs> oh. can always try and get you to sing. Oh, <laughs> don't make me sing again and again, even though I love singing <laughs> by myself. I know. But, me too, so, in the car. So no one can hear. Um, so we're at number 20. Yes, from we are. The, from the 1982 K-Rock top 106.7 songs, not the top 80, but the top 106.7. We are already at number already at number 20. Right. So uh, K-Rock originally back in 1982, they did their year-end playlist. 
Then uh, recently, because they have their uh, their updated K Rock HD two channel that features all eighties music, they did the top eighty of nineteen eighty two. So some songs were cut off. Do you know how many songs they eliminated? Oh, That's the number. Twenty six point seven is what they eliminated. That's what I was looking. Oh, for. I understand. I see what you're doing. There. But go ahead. You will find this interesting or fascinating or something. There are some songs that are were wiped off the charts, um, which you will most likely be able to guess. There is one shocking surprise that is uh, I found fascinating. In 2211? In number yes, 20 to number during 11? During this episode. That's my little teaser. There is a song that was taken off the list that you will be shocked okay. <laughs> is no longer on this list, on their updated list. And replaced by a different song. By the same artist? No. Okay. And you will never guess it, but you are a fan of that band that has been added on. That's all I know. Okay. So I'm not looking ahead. We're going to do this as we go, and then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you which one was eliminated. Okay. Well, and you will tell me which songs are still on the list and which songs have been forgotten by K-Rock, you know, circa 2019, but we are still talking about it now. I am so ready to go. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. So number 20. Devo, Peekaboo. Is it on the list? Is it off the list? Oh, it's on the list. It is definitely on the list. It's uh, it's now number 19 on the list. Oh, so it moved up a notch. It moved up a notch, indeed. <laughs> yes. It's uh, from Oh No, It's Devo. Yes. Do you know why it was called? this album was called Oh No, It's Devo? Uh, I do not. Really? Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, the lead singer, said it's because there are many people out there who, when they hear... We're around again or have one more album coming out. That is their reaction. <laughs> oh, no, it's Devo. Oh, no, it's Devo. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's very funny and very well, clever and very, and very Devo. Uh, very, very Devo. Total Devo. Do you like this song? Uh, I do like this song, but the funny thing is whenever I hear Peekaboo, whenever I see the name Peekaboo, I think of Susie and the band. She's oh. Peekaboo rather than, than Devo. But yes. That I was like a good, yeah, that was another good song. But this was a, I was surprised. This song actually made it. On, uh, at, up to number 13 on the Hot Dance Club Songs chart. You're kidding. No. Can you imagine dancing to this song in the clubs? No. Sure you could. I mean, Well, you know, I can imagine it now that I know. It's, it's, it's total new. I, I couldn't either. This doesn't seem like a dancey song. Did you watch the video? I did not watch the video for this. Oh, but... of course I watched the video. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just Devo, just choreography with their performance. And I just love watching Devo play. There's, there's constant movement. And it seems robotic, but it's totally choreographed, and it it works. I I think I just I find the I still find the band ultimately so fascinating, and just the way they create their music, and the way they they yeah. do their performances, it's it's great. They're artists. They they, they I I'm gonna go back and watch the video. I have not watched it, but uh, I mean it's it's not a, a trend setting video, but I I still find the the band ultimately uh, watchable. Well, here has here's how Mark Mothersbaugh. It describes it. He said the the devil faces shown in some parts of the video were a couple of black velvet paintings that the band had found in Tijuana and then had them animated. Sounds sounds Devo-ish. Yeah. And then uh, I guess in it is also the the dancer. There's a dancer. His name is Craig Allen Rothwell. He played the spaz attack character that was in their other video for uh, Satis- I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm inspired to go back and watch it. The, the <laughs> album was... Uh... It was produced by Roy Thomas Baker, mm-hmm. you know, who does, you know, associated with Queen and the Cars. Yeah. But this was like more keyboard-esque album, not uh, not too many guitars, which I think, I, I guess Mark had said that fans of, of the old Devo, you know, they want more guitars and less uh, 
less keyboards. Yeah. You know, much like what Rush did. You know, people weren't happy with that. So, you know, Rush and Devo, pretty much same band. <laughs> you put them, you lump them together. Lump, I do lump them together. Actually, it was around the same time. 82. When did the signals come out? You, oh, <laughs> I think it was 82. Same, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think keep, it was 82. Yeah. See, it was of that era. My. Keyboards were taking over. I that's and I actually like Signal. I think that's one of my favorite Rush albums, and I know you don't like that. Only because I'm not. I wasn't. I we've talked about this. I know not a fan of the synth and, and keyboards. Sorry, in pop in rock music. Yeah. So '82, obviously, keyboards were uh, taking over, yeah. Yeah. and uh, some people liked it. Some people not so much. <laughs> I like keyboards in general. I just with rock music and Devo, I, I I like enough. But I'm talking about rock music, like like Rush. I don't think it needs. Yeah. A lot of people mm-hmm. feel the same way you do. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number 19. This is exciting because it's <laughs> the Rolling Stones. This must. So it's the Stones going to a go-go. Yes. Uh, do you, I believe song. this fell off the list. Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. This was a cover song of? This was a cover song of the, the Miracles from 1965. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I Do you like the Stones version? Oh, I love this song. And I, mm-hmm. I watched the video, and I, I just love this band so much. I mean, it's still... Well... I mean, it's... But, you know, it's like, okay, here's another performance by by the Stones, and it's from 1982. It's very, you know, he... Jagger looks like he's come straight out of uh, my, the Miami Vice set. I know. <laughs> and he he just looks great. I, I, I love it. It's just... It's so infectious and fun. And it was interesting. I was looking at the, uh, the lyrics, and for some reason... Jagger changed the the lyrics on some of the on, on the song, and I don't know if this was part of I I couldn't find in my my in depth research <laughs> which I know you which did. which was the uh, the original you know why it was changed and why it wasn't uh, or if there if this was something that uh, Smokey Robinson wrote or if it's something that Mick Jagger added I don't know you're gonna make me choose which is the I, Miracles uh, version know, and I'm which try, is I'm, the Stones I, version again I'm, yeah, as I always do I try and make it a, a quiz for you. In the, yeah, in the Miracles version, it says, it doesn't matter where you are, uh, a go-go can be found. You'll see some people from your block, and don't be shocked if you see your favorite Stara. <laughs> All right? And uh, in both versions, which I was surprised, it says, it doesn't matter you come in drag. It doesn't matter you come in stag. I find that interesting. Like in the, the early 60s, they were they got the, the word come in drag. So that was the Miracles? The mir- that miracles. was in the Miracles version? Yeah. Wow. Shocking. Yes, it is. Yeah, I thought that would be, see, that, that's where I wanted to do the test. was like, was this in the original? <laughs> I would have said no, for sure. I would have said Stone Stone. I know. That, see, that's what I usually, I try and trick you. I know. That's, oh, all right. The version that Jagger added uh, is, it doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're white. I think uh, apparently Michael Jackson took that later. And <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, take a dollar fifty, a six pack of beer, and we're going to dance all night. That's what uh, that's in the the Stones version. Okay, yeah, I accept that. Here's something else. I'm going to give me a second as I okay. pull this up. Okay, I've, I should have done some pre planning. Got no, that's okay. Okay, I'm going to play something and see uh, and listen specifically to the drum sound and see if it sounds recognizable. If this might go to another song from the '80s. Okay, actually, was it sampled? Actually, it was '79. No, but it was, was inspired. This drum. Inspired by. Yeah, this was inspired by okay. a song that became a. A number one hit in 1980? 79? Okay, I'm 79, 80. Here we go. Play it. Okay. What'd that sound like? Going to a go-go. <laughs> Correct. 
What does it sound like from the 80s? Yes. That drum, just that drum. You want me to play it one more time? Yes, I know. It does sound familiar. Well, I mean, it does sound Hi, Sharona. Oh, very good. Whoa. So is it plagiarized? Or, or uh, whatever you call it in music? Yep. Very good. I don't know if that's true or not. Did you see this somewhere? Or I, did you? I, you know, I, I saw it somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that, that it's true. Yeah. I mean, it could be inspired by. Yeah. I could accept that. Well, a lot of inspiration from... We're all inspired. Yeah. yeah, that's how all music was created. It was all inspired yeah. by different things. Yeah. So that was number 19, no longer on the list. but um, And, and th- this was a live version of uh, Going yes. to a Go-Go that made it on there. Oh. Yeah. That was from a, the live album. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Miracles still Life was a... Still Life was live? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, oh, you yeah. might know this because you have the entire catalog, right? <laughs> I, do, I didn't have this one. Um, the Miracles version made it up to number eleven. Uh, Stones version made it all the way made it up to number twenty five, which is uh, surprising. Yep. This was, I mean, in the 80, 80s, Stones still uh, they could release a live album. And still People get, were still Stones fans. Uh, yeah, and still get played on the radio. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let's move on to number eighteen. Here we go. King Crimson Elephant Talk. All right. Which, uh, well, it's from Discipline. But yes. I do believe this fell off June. Of also. course it did. <laughs> yes. This was just Freddie's, Freddie Snakeskin loves King Crimson. Mm-hmm. This was the fourth song on this chart, on the 1982 K Rock chart. Uh, Big this fan. Was, this was the highest ranking one that they, they put on there. So uh, we're going to see no more of King Crimson between. I, I think Eighteen and one. I don't think we will talk. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we will talk about King Crimson on the K Rock list anymore. It, it is a really good song. <laughs> yes, and and it did propel them into a more uh, like new wavy sound. I looked on uh, on YouTube, and they they played on the show Fridays. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. They're they're just like so. Their the musicianship is so amazing. Yeah, and just watching them play. Was, joy and it's just it's just amazing there was a um i saw a youtube comment that uh, had 288 thumbs up and the guy said it's like talking heads meets rush oh, which is well, yes it is yes which is, is indeed that's a really good description yeah wow yeah really really great yeah. great stuff i and actually i've been listening to i pulled up discipline because i can now hear it it's you know king crimson is streaming all their music now yeah so i've been listening to discipline and it's really good this always amazes me when bands come back together after a long time. I just did not know this about this album, Discipline. This was their first album after a seven-year hiatus. Yeah. Seven years is a long time, and it was only Robert Fripp and Bill Bruford that came back. I think for it's this. yeah. I think it's still the same thing where it's just it's just Robert Fripp's. Band. I think you know, they're yes. playing. You know, they're playing now, and it's you know Robert Fripp. It happens a lot with bands. It's just one one guy takes control of the whole band. Oh yeah, no, that's common. But I just thought seven years between you know between albums is a is a long time. Well, Vampire Weekend came out with a new album, and that's been after five years. Only f- no, it was no. He's thirty. It's been. I think it's been seven years. Because <laughs> okay. I've heard some. I've heard a number of interviews with Ezra, and he's. I think he was in his twenties, like twenty eight. I think when he when the last wow. album came out, and now he's thirty five. Okay, so seven years. So that's what I'm going. <laughs> that's what I think it is. I've been listening to that album a lot lately. So uh, I know the stuff that's being played on on the well on. Probably more on serious and yeah, it's it's good. Oh, it's phenomenal! Yeah. I lo- I love this uh, this new album. I'm very excited. 
I'll right. go deeper. All right, whatever. Okay, can we move on to, <laughs> right, so, to number yeah, 17? Anyway, yeah, and talking about King Crimson, that, that album, Discipline, was uh, Pitchfork ranked, ranked at number 56 in their list of the top 100 albums of the 80s. Yeah, good. Yeah. 56 is pretty good. It is good. No, it is good. It's it's good. <laughs> but I still want to move on to number 17. You're excited about this. <laughs> Why are you excited about this? Because it's Adam and, it's Adam and the Ants. Yes. Stand and Deliver. It is indeed. From Prince Charming. However... Um, all right, so is it still on the list? Oh, for sure it's still on the list. Yes, it is. However, editorial note for uh, K-Rock and their uh, their web <laughs> their web developer or their whoever does the... Their web upkeeper. Their web upkeeper. It says Adam and the Ans. Oh, someone in. didn't spell check. So, But maybe it is the band Adam and the Ans. <laughs> Clever. Nah, maybe. Maybe? No, I don't think so. So do you like this song? I I love uh, I do like this song a lot. I love the song even more now that I saw the video and I realize what they're they are talking uh, what Adam is referring to in this uh, referencing in the video. Which is Are you a Monty Python fan? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Are you familiar with Dennis Moore? Dennis Moore. All right. Again. Are you going to school me give on me this? Patient. Be patient for a second. Okay. I will be patient. So the video, the video has a hanging sequence that was considered too violent by some of the some music producers. So they made it. They they did an edited version, uh, which excluded the hanging scene. I don't remember the hanging scene. And this was their best selling single in the UK, selling nine hundred eighty five thousand copies. Okay, this is based on the Dennis Moore skit from Monty Python. Stand and deliver. Drop that gun! Let that be a warning to you all. You move at your pedal. But I have two pistols here. I know one of them isn't loaded anymore, but the other one is. <laughs> all right. So anyway, you, he's a masked man. He's stand and deliver. Apparently, was what the English said instead of stick him up. Oh, re- oh! <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, stick him up. Yeah. <laughs> John John Cleese plays Dennis Moore. Apparently, Adam Ant saw this video because as you watch this and you watch the video, do, did you watch the video at all? I, I know the video. You've seen it many it, times. Yeah. It's very similar yeah. in tone and, you know, Adam's very, as he is, very cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it reminds me a lot of the Dennis Moore skit from Monty Python. And I did not realize it, you know, back in the 80s, what was going on. But then when I like, oh, okay happens a lot yeah yeah exactly like oh good on adam i mean yeah. he, you know because he, he as i was watching the video originally like he doesn't know how to hold a gun it's just kind of like, yes it's like this is crazy he's just you know he's just being adam and just being cheeky. silly yeah he's being cheeky and you know just adorable yes which he does very well yes he does it's very <laughs> fine made me appreciate adamant even more now. oh yay that makes me whatever Whatever it takes <laughs> what, exactly. to make you appreciate Adam Ant. Adam Ant, if Monty not the music, Monty his... Python fan. Yeah, yeah, gives him instant credibility. Totally. <laughs> so very good. Good on you, Adam Ant. Adam and the Ants. Adam and the <laughs> Adam and the Ants. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to number sixteen. Never say never. Yes. By Romeo Void. Still on this uh, list. Absolutely. For sure. This is a classic. Still number sixteen. Yeah. 16 in the past, and 82, and 16 in 2019 on the K-Rock list. Yeah. Uh, do you know who produced this? Uh, no. It was uh, Rick Ocasek. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. How about that? I'm trying to hear that now. Cars now man. you want to hear that? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to hear if I hear any uh, Rick Ocasek <laughs> touches in the song. Hmm. Ah. Ah. How about yeah. that? Even though the song is called "Never Say Never," what do you? What's the lyric that you remember most? It's in the chorus. It's in the chorus. I might like you better if we slept, slept together. together. Oh yeah, never say never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might like you. Yes. Yeah, that's probably why they called it "Never Say Never" because you know you probably can't can't say. You can't oh, say although, that. Yeah, I guess back in that. Yeah, I it makes like, perfect sense. It should have been called "I Might Like You Better," but no, it makes I, perfect I, sense. Oh, yeah. Never say. I might like you better if we slept together. Yeah. Never say never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the song. Did you ever hear uh, Queen of the Stone Age? Queens oh, yeah. of the Stone Age cover this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. But it uh, doesn't top the original. No, it I does think not. It, the band is really good. I, I you know, watching the uh, the video, it's, uh, you know, this, this was a really good band. And, I, you know, it's just they had a couple hits. I'm trying to think of other songs. What, do you yeah, remember I mean, any of the other lesser known songs? Well, Girl in Trouble is yeah. a temporary thing. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they had a couple hits. And, I, you know, they just... Fell by the wayside. I have a feeling this would be one band if they if they came back you know, to an eighties tour, did eighties tour. Maybe they and maybe they do. Um, yeah, I would. You would back go. in the day, you know, listening to Never Say Never, like oh, they, these guys were really good, very tight band, and yeah. um, you know, just what was her name, De- uh, Deborah Ayol. Ayol. We've talked about her before. We have talked about her. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember this scene? This was in this this song <laughs> was in the movie Reckless. With Aiden Quinn, he played a football star. Oh, really? Sort of a renegade. I didn't remember the scene. I, I vaguely remember the movie, but he takes over at a, at a school dance. He takes over the DJ booth and he plays the single. You know, classmates were bummed. But uh, there's a, a dance sequence with him. So Aiden Quinn dancing to this while Dan Daryl Hannah was in it. She tries to figure out how to dance with him. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, if, I need to see this. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I know I didn't remember. It's funny how you know not remembering the songs necessarily, you know, from the movies, but now being yeah. told, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of people remember that. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember that movie, and I now I need to put it up. Yeah. One day when we have a website, we will post uh, that that uh, dance that sequence on there. One day when we have a website. Yeah, that that day may come one day. Yes. <laughs> Well, this seems like a good time as any to take a break, so let's stop it right here. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Moving on to 15. Okay. What do we got? It's Mickey. Tony, do you say Basil or Basil? Uh, I always said Tony Basil. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. But I don't really know. But Mickey from word of mouth. Uh, yes, indeed. From word of mouth. Oh, okay. See, I wouldn't even, I say yes, indeed. I had no clue what the <laughs> album was called. That's what it's from. So when we were, uh, do, you, do you like the song? Or do, do Of course. You, okay. Well, I know not everybody. Some people were, were annoyed by it, but. My when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader. I may have mentioned oh, that. Okay, we did a, of course, we did a dance to this, or a cheer to it, whatever you want to call it. But did you know? I did not know. I learned a lot about this song. Okay, I, I researched it quite a bit, and I dug a little deeper, mm-hmm. as you do sometimes in your yeah, research. Indeed, I didn't know this wasn't uh, th- this was originally by a group called Racy. Mm-hmm. You know that? Okay, and the name of the song was originally called Kitty. And it was released in 1979. So in the original, Kitty was a girl, but Tony Basil changed the lyrics from Kitty to Mickey and changed the gender from from female to male. And she liked the name Mickey because she was <laughs> she liked Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees. She choreographed something for him in the Monkees movie from 1968 called Head. It was not for Mickey Dolenz. It was for Davy Jones. Was yes. Well, n- we will put that up on the spot because I watched yes. that. I watched. I just. I recently just watched uh, that scene of. of uh, You're of, right. Because, she, but they they danced together. She yes. was actually in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Tony's in there, and uh, yeah, Dave, Davey does a little dance, and then Tony joins them uh, midway through the through the song. Yes. And uh, yeah, she she choreographed that. So you think when you hear the the song that she made the because you've seen the video. The, yeah. the cheerleaders, you would think that she made the video for the song, right? It makes yeah. perfect sense. But no, she actually got the idea for the video before she found the song to accompany it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she did everything. She produced, directed, and choreographed it. She want, She already had it in her mind that she wanted to do something with a cheerleader concept. She was the head cheerleader at Las Vegas High School. Nice. So she made this before MTV went on the air. I don't know if we talked about this, but do you know how old Tony was at the time? She was older. She was older than we thought. I cannot remember how old she was, but she, she was old. We talked about this. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Crazy. Who knew? She's in her seventies now, right? She must be. Yeah. I mean, that was thirty-seven and eighty, and now we're yes. <laughs> further away from nineteen eighty. Yeah. So, do you know where she uh, uh, where she went to high school and where she was? A Did you say? Well, you said Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, sorry. She was from Las Vegas. Oh. But she, the the cheerleaders, do you know where they were from? Oh, no, where were they from? They were from Carson High School here in L.A. She had met them at a competition where she was shooting a video of cheerleading choreography. Nice. Yeah. Do you know, can you name another video, famous video that she choreographed? 
Once in a Lifetime? She did do Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, Talking Heads. Yeah. She, uh, she also choreographed uh, Bowie's tour for uh, Diamond Dogs and Glass Spider tour. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, good. Choreographed for American Graffiti, Peggy Sue Got Married, That Thing You Do, My Best Friend's Wedding, Legally Blonde, Legally Blonde 2. She's done a lot. Oh, yeah. she had, Well, she's a talented choreographer, a renowned choreographer. She, uh, she, she uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you saw this because she worked on one of your, she was a guest star on one of your favorite shows. One of my favorite shows? Laverne and Shirley. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> See, I thought you were, I thought you were going to mention that she, uh, she played with Devo. Yeah. Did oh. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. She made two, she made two albums, Word of Mouth. As well as three songs by Devo with the group providing the backing track. Oh, I don't the think track I that. Space Girls was a re recording of a nineteen seventy four Devo demo titled Space Girl Blues <laughs> that was later released on Devo's Hardcore Devo Volume One album. Devo member Gerard Casal and Basil were in a relationship at the time and Basil had been an early supporter oh. of the group. Oh. She's also in one of my favorite five easy pieces. She's in that movie. She's she plays a big part in that. She's uh, had a varied career. Very much so. Hey, did you ever hear a Weird Al's parody? Uh, wait. I, okay. Once you say it, I will go, oh, yeah, of course. Ricky? Oh, yeah, of course. The I, love, <laughs> I Love Lucy theme? Yes. Weird Al said they, the video cost about $3,000 to make, and at one point he was supposed to be shaking maracas, and since no maracas were, were available, he ended up shaking a bowling pin. Funnier. Yeah. This I did not know. Did you ever hear? <laughs> they a, didn't have maracas, but they had a bowling pin. <laughs> I love that. Only for a Weird Al, uh, a yeah. Weird Al shoot. Uh, Olivia Newton-John recorded a did a cover of this. Okay. For the soundtrack, the movie soundtrack for a few best men. Yeah. Not a few good men, but a few best men. All right. Okay. Hey, I, I think I'm going to look that one up. Olivia Newton-John. My uh-huh. Ari is a fan of Olivia Newton-John. By Who the way, isn't? By the yeah. way. Well, by the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Number 14. Speaking of Rick Ocasek. Yeah. Since, the, since you're gone. Yeah, the num- cars. Number 14. Is this still on the list? Oh, by the way, wait. I'm sorry. Um, Mickey's still on the back, list. Back up to 15. Is it still on the list? Yeah. Um, it has been banished from the list. No way. It has been banished <gasps> from the updated list. I'm shocked. Mickey Mouse by Sparks is still on the list at 56. If we're looking at Mickey songs? Uh, yeah, if we're looking at Mickey songs. Um, it was replaced by the song Situation by Yaz. Yes. Oh, okay. Well. So Situation was put in and Mickey replaced. Not even on the list. Wait, so Situation was not originally on the K-Rock list? Correct. Shocking. How can that be? There's your shocking news. Okay, well, I have to say, you know, as much as I love Mickey, uh, I like Situation. I, true. <laughs> Big yes. But that's. Man. Yeah, that's, I think it's interesting that uh, it wasn't on there originally. I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked at both. I'm shocked that Mickey dropped off. Why would they? Yeah, I don't know why K-Rock would take Mickey. Uh, maybe because it's just too well-known now. Or like, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, we should go more with good, King Crimson. And, it's too good a song. Yeah. <laughs> too good of a song for K-Rock. Yeah. No, it became too mainstream, maybe. W- right. Well, that's what I mean by yeah. too good a song. That people, doesn't make it good. It mainstream doesn't, doesn't make it good. Sometimes it does. It is. It is a good song. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Okay. All right. So back to the cars number 14. Since okay. you're gone. Since you're gone. So this is still on the list. Uh, yes, it is. It is indeed. Still at number 14. Yeah. It's a, It was the second single from Shake It Up. I, I, I mean, they also have a 
I mean, with his look and their sound. Yeah. I mean, they could never fall off the K-Rock list. I, again, watched the video and fell in love with the band over again. Yes. I was just like, oh, my God, these, this song is it's so good. It holds up really well. And, I mean, it's, you know, the video is okay. But just the, the whole song is just is great. Was yeah. she in it? Paulina no. Porsco? No, she is not in it. They got divorced recently. Did they? Is that sad? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. You going to look that up? I'm going to confirm that, but I know I heard it, and I thought, after 30 years of marriage? Yeah, this song wasn't, uh, made it up to number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100. In the video, it's just Rick Ocasek is, uh, you know, his, as we're speaking about divorce, uh, his, whoever he was dating had left him, so he's in a house all by himself, and (laughs) no one's around, except for, you know, the band is there, but he's wandering around his, uh, his empty house and moping Moping as Rick Ocasek does really well. He's a good moper. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They did. They announced this in 2018. So almost exactly a year ago that they had been separated already for a year. So sad. 28 years of marriage. How about that? Yeah. So we do mention King Crimson a lot on this show. Do we? (laughs) Um, The guitar solo on this is uh, Elliot Easton paying homage to Robert Fripp. Because we just can't get enough King Crimson. Yeah, so listen to that guitar solo and think about uh, Robert Fripp. Okay. That's that's Elliot doing his best impersonation of Robert. Okay, good. Um, That's good to know. Now I'll hear it. Now that's all I'll hear. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. All right. Moving on. 13. The Jam. Yay. Town Called Malice. Yes. From The Gift. Wasn't on the the U.S. charts, but uh, debuted at number one on the U.K. singles chart. How can it not have shown up at all? Uh, I mean, on the on the charts here. Come on! It's like a new. It was it was ahead of its time. Yeah. that's that's something that uh, was would not be recognized in 1982 in the U.S. I don't I know. Think. I recognized it, it. It's it's very English. I mean, you listen to the Jam. They're super. You know, it's, yeah. They're they're phenomenal. There's there's nothing like them. But, but we have a fascination with the with anything English. Sure. We always but have. Well, it's still. I mean, it, it still holds up and still want a great song and. And you always hear it whenever, because you watch Billy Elliot all the time. Are you a Billy Elliot fan? I watch it all the time. I've seen it once. You saw it once? Yeah. Do you remember Billy Elliot dancing to Tom Cowell Malice? I don't. You don't? <laughs> I all right, don't. Here's another. All right. I'm going to give you an. Do you know who played Billy Elliot? Oh. You're not. No. All right. It's Jamie Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jamie Bell plays in the new movie, Rocket Man. He is. Oh, he plays. um. I can picture him. Who does he play? He plays Bernie Toppin. So, He's so great. So Billy Elliot is Bernie Toppin. That's not who I thought it was. Okay. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, in the when I actually was watching when I saw his name in the credits, I remember th- not realizing that that was him when I was watching him the whole time. Yeah, because I, I didn't know it was him. I didn't dance. realize it either, and, yeah. and Janice reminded me that that was who that was. Yeah. Um, and I watched the in Billy Elliot. This is uh, Billy doing his angry dance. Remember, you remember. Footloose. Yes. And you remember Kevin Bacon doing his angry dance? Yes. This is pretty, this is Billy Elliot doing his angry dance to Time Called Malice. Okay, now I'll have to. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's really good. I will I will look it up. Yeah. And so, I will watch it. All right. So shout out to Jamie Bell and shout out to the jam. The jam. And um, by the way, this was another double A side. Remember we talked about double A not being a B side and an A side and a B side. This was a double A sided oh. uh, with the pres- with Precious. Yes. Which, not the pretenders precious, obviously. Very good. But the, so the jam became the first act since the Beatles 
to perform both tracks of a double A side on the BBC show Top of the Pops. There's an interesting there's a interesting fact. Oh, they were yeah, they were I mean they were so huge in, in England at the time. Yeah. There was you remember the Tears for Fears song uh, Sowing the Seeds of Love? Of course. There's the there's the line. Kick out the style, bring back the jam. Yeah. Yes. And that's uh that's yeah. that's what they were. And by the liked. way, I'm certain this is still on the K Rock chart. Uh yes it is. Yes. Number thirteen still. All right. And number twelve. Number 12, The Police, Hungry for You. Yes, from <laughs> Ghost in the Machine. Yes. Is this still on the charts? That is an interesting question. I'm I'm actually going to guess no. No, it's gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gone from the charts. Yeah. For some reason, I I couldn't remember until I pulled it up. This It's all sung in French. I know. I didn't remember it either, except for one chorus. No matter what I do, I'm still hungry for you. Yeah. And the outro. Yeah. So, I mean, this is uh, an album from 1981, and it's... In 1981, every little thing you do made up was num- number 19 on the K Rock charts. One World was 77, mm-hmm. and Spirits was uh, number 47, and uh, and then it just rolls over into uh, 82. And what One World, which was number 77, made it up to 54, <laughs> and Spirits in the Material World was played in 81. That was number 47 in 81, and uh, number 65 on the uh, on the K Rock updated <laughs> charts. A lot of police. It's still a good, yeah. I mean, couldn't get enough police. So much so that, you know, this French song was played on K-Rock. Yeah. Made up to number 12. Well, still catch- This was the yeah. highest rated, this was higher, this was rated higher than Every Little Thing You Do is Magic, which is she number does, 19. Not everything. Every Little Thing You Do. No, Every, every Little Thing She, she does. does. I, I just call that Every Little Thing. <laughs> it's just too much. I can't. It's a lot of words. I, I'm not good with words. <laughs> what are words for? Um, <laughs> Speaking of. What? Well, it's not the next song, uh, but it's Missing Persons at number 11. No, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to skip right no, over No, that's fine. The police, we can but... go right. Yeah, exactly. I was trying. Uh, oh, that, that was your segue. That was my segue. I was hoping you would pick it up, and you did indeed. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I had to we're, point it out. But it's Walking in L.A. It's not words. A little bit of improv we're doing back and forth. <laughs> trying. Obviously improv. We're There's struggling no, here. no rehearsal on this. No. <laughs> Hard to believe, right? <laughs> Yeah, so walking in I, L.A. I put uh, no information on this because I figured you'd have everything for me. Well, you know what? Every in, little thing you, you do here is uh, it's going to be magic. So go ahead. Yeah, no. No, it's definitely not. You know what? I did not get any information from my Ari on this song because it was it was just a crazy week. And so I'm, apo- <laughs> I'm apologizing to our many to our many fans and listeners that I don't have any personal Ari information. He's a, you know, a wealth of knowledge on this, but... Tons of interesting information on the band in general. Yeah, I watched them play the US Festival. <laughs> There's, um, I just pulled that up, and it's it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Terry Bozio is uh, he's he takes over the spotlight. I mean, he's really he's like, the he- he's the band. He I, is I the mean, band. It's funny because Dale's just kind of just rocking back and forth, you know, singing in her yeah. little squeaky voice, and she's fine, perfectly fine. But Terry's. Uh, you know, he's standing up and drumming and, you know, it. he's got in this Us Festival clip, you know, he's shirtless and has the, <laughs> the bandana tied around his neck. It's like totally 80s type. Of, and, you you know, it's, it, it's it's a fun clip to watch because you just you see the crowd just uh, dancing around to, uh, yeah. to the song. And it's, it just it is a, an ultimate 80s moment. It's kind of uh, it's worth watching. That was a good day at the Us Festival. That was the, the day that they played at the Us Festival. They right. The new with- wave. Yeah, Berlin, Bowie, The Pretenders, U2, Little Steven, Quarterflash, Joe Walsh, Los Lobos, and Stevie Nicks. 
That's a good day. Yeah, I'm sure U2 was not at the top of that list. It was, well, Bowie obviously headlined, I'm hoping. It must have been because who else would it have been? U2 was only playing the country club that year. Well, 82 was, this was before uh, Let's Dance. Yes, it was the year, like a year or two before. Who else was on that list? I'm trying to figure who else. Berlin, which was hot at the moment at the at the yeah. time. The Pretenders. No, David Keep Bowie talk. must have been the headliner. Stevie Nicks and Los Lobos was actually on the side stage only. They weren't on the main stage. This was it was the Rock Day apparently, not the New Wave Day. Missing Persons was on the Rock Day. Well, I would have I might have guessed that from the other bands other than Berlin and well Berlin and and Missing Persons were really the only New Wave bands. The rest yeah. of them were, were so pretty the, rocking. So the New Wave. Day was Divinals, In Excess, Walla Voodoo, Oingo Boingo, English Beat, Flock of Seagulls, Stray Cats, Men at Work, and The Clash. So these just they just kind of push these over to the because they would have fit right in. Missing Persons in Berlin should have been on on New Wave Day. Okay, so that was in order. So The Clash that was their uh, <laughs> actually it says it was Mick Jones' last appearance with The Clash. So that was yeah. So The Clash headlined New Wave Day, Rock Day. It was da- it was indeed David Bowie that headlined, and yeah. then Stevie Nicks, and then Joe Walsh, Pretenders, U <laughs> two. So U two is right in the middle of it. So Joe Walsh ahead of U two makes sense. I mean, yeah. the Eagles. And then yeah, so Missing Persons, Pretenders had to follow U two. That's tough. Hmm. So it was uh, Bowie, Stevie Nicks, Joe Walsh, Pretenders, U two, Missing Persons, Berlin, Quarter Flash, Lil Steven, and then Los Lobos. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good day. Definitely a good. Those day. were all, yeah, yeah, super good days. I think that covers it all. Uh, that's that's <laughs> number eleven. Okay, so great. Wow, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get through this uh, night, year nineteen eighty two soon. Oh my gosh, one more episode. Episode is that what we call them? We call them, episode. and then we'll go to the next season. Yeah, we gotta do se- yeah seasons. We got I gotta start doing seasons. And it's on to season two, <laughs> season should, five. Should eighty have been nineteen eighty? Should be that's season true. one. And then we have like these special uh, holiday, uh, very special episodes of uh, Mother's and Father's Day and Valentine's yeah, but Day. Yeah, doesn't that have to be part of the same season or could that be season 2A? Uh, like, like a half, like 0. 0.7. 2.5, yeah. <laughs> 2.7, 106.7. Are you uh, going to pick a card? Who did, who's doing the question thing? I don't know. I think I'm going to ask you. You're going to ask me? I don't know who me? went last, but I'm still going to ask you. All right. We're running out of you cards. Show off we're going we to we gotta buy a new uh, quiz deck. Yeah, we're going to have to find something. Oh, okay. Oh, hmm. Battle of the Sexes. Okay, female. (laughs) Yes, I'd have to say yes. But no, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Who had more U.S. number one hits in the 1980s, Michael Jackson or Madonna? That's a good question. I will, uh, I'll go with Madonna. You would be wrong. Okay. Madonna scored seven number one singles in the 80s, Like a Virgin, Crazy for You, Live to Tell, Papa Don't Preach, Open Your Heart, Who's that girl? And like a prayer. That's not bad, but Michael Jackson had nine. Rock with you, Billie oh, Jean. So I wouldn't have put. Beat it. Say, 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 which I guess you can say is a Michael Jackson song. Yeah. Bad, Dirty Diana, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Man in the Mirror, and The Way You Make Me Feel. All good songs, too. Oh. Thriller, the legendary Thriller, co-produced by Quincy Jones, spent more than nine months at number one in the album charts and earned seven, seven Grammy Awards. Yeah, so Michael Jackson. So not female in this case. All right. Michael Jackson. Yeah, so. Very good. You missed a question. I missed you a question. You never miss questions. <laughs> well, it was, counting was involved. I'm not good at counting. <laughs> okay. right. As we've established. Yes. 
There we go. Episode, uh, I don't know. I guess this would be uh, episode nine of our season because, right, we're doing 10, cent, 10 song chunks. How can you say you're not good at math? You just figure that out really quickly on the fly. <laughs> once, in a, once in a while, I'll, I'll surprise. Yes. Yeah. They surprise me a lot. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. So uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to What Difference Does It Make? Yeah, follow us along on our social media we got uh, we got an Instagram. <laughs> we got a Twitter. We got your we Twitter. Got Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can email us. Uh, I'm Dave at WDDIMpodcast.com. Or Holly at WDDIMpodcast.com. You can reach us in so many ways. It's count. Leave a message for us, too, on our, on the Anchor uh, If website. you listen on Anchor, just tap the screen, and, and you can leave us a message, and we'll play you on the air. Was it anchor.fm backslash WDDIM? So easy to remember. (laughs) Until next time. This is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.